<laughs> All right, so Draymond, Draymond, you are such a. Clay Thompson? Uh, yup. Yeah. Splash Brothers? Yup. Yeah. Cavaliers? Nope. We won? Yeah. They suck? Yeah. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! O'Neal got a piece of it. Welcome to your Kodak moment, Anderson Barajal. I don't know anything about Angola, but Angola's in trouble. If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, baby. What an NBA playoff. Or not playoff. What an NBA trade deadline. <laughs> it's not playoffs yet. May have significant playoff implications, however. We got Tama James on. It's talking trash. What's up? We are going to break down some NBA trades that happened today, which for viewers was last night, yesterday, and we are going to go over them. First off, big one, surprise, the biggest surprise of them all, Isaiah Thomas to the Los Angeles Lakers. Did you see this coming at all? Um, I had thought they could possibly trade him, but I figured it would be for like a Kemba Walker or like some... Other like all star level ish player. I guess now Kemba is an all star, so all star level level player. Um, I definitely didn't think it was going to involve like the Lakers in any regard, and I didn't know for sure that they, I thought LeBron he LeBron doesn't usually make trades with his big guys in the middle of the year. He usually tries to ride. We it say out. that as if LeBron's the one making the trades. He, he is though, really. It's all, it's all made around LeBron. Like, these trades that happened were all to, like, work around LeBron. But, mm, short answer, no. I didn't really see it coming. I mean, when I saw I was in class today, when I saw it, and my first reaction was, like, holy cow. They traded Kyrie Irving away for nothing. Because could you imagine? Well, I mean, if, technically, now they have Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance basically were for Kyrie. Which are fine. They're fine. Yeah. They're not, I mean, they're obviously not Kyrie Irving, but they're not, like, all-star level or close to all-star level talents. Like, Jordan Clarkson's fine. Larry Nance will be a nice piece. But neither of them are close to being, like, all-stars. They're just fine. But to think, like, imagine Brooklyn Nets pick this year ends up in, like, the 8 to 10 range and ends up being, like, a bust. Could you imagine... They essentially then traded away Kyrie Irving. Uh, you laughed at me over the summer when I said this, but a top 15 player, can we agree? Is it Kyrie Irving is top 15 in the NBA? It's close. I think it's pretty much like close the book on that one. Top 15 player for sure. But could you imagine you trade away Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irving for essentially uh, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. and a draft pick that ends up being a bust? Like, that will be a bigger heist than when Danny Ainge traded away Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett for 10 years' worth of first-round draft picks. <laughs> like, that would be insane. Like, there were people who thought, myself included, I said that, oh, this is going to be a pretty even, fair trade. trade right. Good for both teams won. Ethan ended up went as far as to say, 
Isaiah Thomas was just as good as Kyrie Irving and that Cleveland absolutely hands down won that trade because they got a player the same caliber as Kyrie and got draft pick. At the time, they seemed similar. Isaiah was a lot better with the Celtics. I mean, we only, we've only seen like 15 games of Isaiah but this year, but at the time, they were more similar than we are now because Isaiah seemed bad. I mean, I think that's just system. That Brad Stevens Brad had Stevens. created an amazing system for Isaiah Thomas, which then also helps Kyrie, which so makes sense. Yeah, but Kyrie was already putting up. I mean, because Isaiah Thomas didn't do anything like this in Phoenix, or anything like this in Sacramento. He goes to Boston, he blows up. Then he goes to Cleveland, and he's terrible. I mean, quite frankly, terrible. Yeah, and he made, not only that, but he's running his mouth. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he was like the biggest locker room problem of them all. all so quotes is going into Cavs. So how do you think he fits in now with the Lakers? <clears throat> like, what's the Lakers' end game? Um, my immediate thought with the, as far as like the Lakers' standpoint was, it didn't really make sense to me with Lonzo. I don't know how like those two are gonna. I I guarantee you. Isaiah is going to be annoyed after a while. Oh, absolutely. Relatively quick. He's probably going to get traded again. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if next year... Well, he can't, he's a free agent this summer. But you th- I, th- I, bet the, I bet the Lakers will sign him to see what happens. You think the Lakers or, will sign him? Is, is it unrestricted? Yeah. Or is it restricted? Unrestricted. But signing with the Lakers pretty much guarantees that LeBron's not going to the Lakers. That was actually my first reaction was, well, LeBron's not going to the Lakers anymore. But then I realized, wait a second, he's a free agent anyway. But my, because the Lakers came out earlier this week saying that they were actually going to go for free agents in 2019 as opposed to 2018, you know, with the Clay Thompson and Jimmy Butler. And Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard. So I think it makes sense for the Lakers to sign Isaiah Thomas to a one-year, like, $8 million deal this summer, then go after Paul George and get Paul George and just kind of, like, surround him with a bunch of guys on, like, one-year deals, and then go next offseason that you have a free agent deal where you can get one of those players, Clay Thompson, or Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, one of those guys. And then you can pair him with Paul George. And then you go from there. So if you get Paul George this offseason, get one of those guys next offseason. So what I've understand lately is that Paul George has been speaking like he's going to come back to OKC. I don't think so. I mean, if like I they've been playing better, right? And twice now this year they've blown out the Warriors. So like the situation seems pretty good. Well, it seems good. I think he's doing that just to kind of save face, you know, where he says, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to kind of not. Because if he says, oh, yeah, I'm going to the Lakers now, then the whole season for Oklahoma City is wasted, you know. I don't really understand this whole, like, all the whole thing, because Paul George isn't going to the Lakers thinking he's going to win. Yeah, it's it's just just wants to live in L.A. Yeah, But it's like, I don't really really get that, because it's like, it's more he just wants to live in L.A. Yeah, well, he's from Southern California. He just wants to be closer to family and friends. And wants but it's to like, you can LA. do that after your career. Why, don't, why not win now? 
Uh, it's up more so for him about being in L.A. than winning. I know, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Because like, you can be in L.A. after your career's over, but you can only win now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's just his. Some, people, some players value money over winning. Some value area, like, yeah. area over winning. It's so. foolish to me. Yeah. Especially because like, I think they have a good thing going. If they get like, a few more pieces, they could be like, a real team in the West. Um, next one, Cavs trade. Did they get better? Did they get worse? About the same. They were Tra- able to pick up George Hill, Rodney Hood, um, Larry, Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr., Jordan Clarkson. They gave away a first-round pick, um, Derrick Rose, Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, and Dwayne Wade, Dwayne they Wade. lost Dwayne Wade, and Amon Shumpert are all gone. So they got where did, four where players. Where did Shump go? Shumpert's in Sacramento. <laughs> so, um, I think so. I was thinking about this while I was in class. Actually, I couldn't focus on class all day. I was thinking about this in class, player by player. So Larry Nance Jr., because I was thinking how they were really trying to model all of this after LeBron, but still stay young, that if LeBron leaves, that it's like it's not the end of the world. And yeah. so I was thinking about player to player. Larry Nance Jr. has been known to be like a good move without the ball, gets cuts, finish at the rim type of person. Yeah. He's not and a he's shooter. he's a good defender. And he's a solid defender. which He's not going to help them offensively. There's, he should help them. There's defense. usually three qualifiers for to play with LeBron that he wants: move without the ball, you play defense, and you can shoot. He can't shoot, but he can move without the ball and play D. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson, he can shoot. He's not like a great at moving without the ball, and he's, he's like a whatever a defender. Def- whatever defender. He's kind of like Isaiah. Well, better than Isaiah. Isaiah has the worst defensive rating I've ever seen. Right, but he he's like he's like an Isaiah, but bigger and a better defender. Yeah. Um, Rodney's yeah, gonna be similar. Rodney Hood is gonna be great. Rodney Hood is ex- if LeBron could build a player <laughs> to like be with the Rodney Hood because Rodney Hood's a decent defender. He's he's been he in Queen, be been, yeah he's been with Quinn like Quinn has taught him to play D. He's a great shooter when he's set, which is what LeBron needs, and he can move without the ball. And even if you need him to like go one on one with somebody, like if you can get him in the post or like come off a pick and roll, like he can he can do that. I'll have nights where he can go get 30, like we yeah. saw the other night. I'm interested to see how much of a system player Rodney was. Like, is Rodney good simply because he was playing in a great with Quinn Snyder. Uh, system with Quinn Snyder? Or is he, what we saw in Utah, is that what Rodney Hood is? An gr- uh, athletic wing who can, has the capabilities of putting up 30? Or is he kind of just like an average player who was highlighted by a good system in Utah? Right. Which we'll find out this year. Um, but I think, as a whole, I mean, you look at who they got rid of. You got rid of a guy who was toxic to your locker room. You got rid of a guy who left the team for a month and didn't say anything and who's always injured. You got rid of another guy who's consistently hurt Naman Shumpert. You got rid of an old, aging Dwayne Wade who's good for, like, maybe five points per game. And they basically gave him away for nothing. For, yeah, essentially nothing. They basically um, just like let him go back to Miami. Yeah, and you brought in a young, athletic guard in Jordan Clarkson, a good veteran who I think is a great locker room guy in George Hill, and a, a perfect fit with LeBron. Plays D, shoots, moves without the ball. Yeah, a great fit, and should be a good player in Rodney Hood, and you got an athletic guy who can play defense with Larry Nance. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it was a great move. And honestly, like... They, and you kept the Brooklyn pick. Yeah, that, that was what I was about to say. Is they've kept the Brooklyn pick, which is all that they wanted to do. They got younger, and they kept the Brooklyn pick. So if, if LeBron does bail on this year, like, they're still in, like, decent situation considering Should circumstances. Should be good moving forward. Um, so obviously Cleveland dominated the trade deadline. Six players is actually tied for the most players ever traded away in a deadline. With who? Who's the target? With Cleveland in 2008. 2008, Cleveland traded away six guys on the deadline day itself, and then this year, Cleveland traded away six guys. 2008? Who did they trade? I don't know. I was 12. So, um, But my question to you is, what kind of under-the-radar trade do you think will have the biggest impact moving forward? Like one that didn't really involve the Cleveland Cavaliers or one that people aren't talking about? So, let's talk about them. There was, like, Emmanuel Moutier to the Knicks. There was... Which is fine. Yeah, it's whatever. But I don't, I don't know how... Him and Frank Nicotina are, like... Nicotina. Frankie Nicotine. Frankie Smokes. They're, they're so similar. Like, they're similar players. Not great shooters. They're tall, kind of long. Pretty athletic. Good defense. Bad offense. But, like, because I don't... Are, are they, like... And are they riding with Moutier or are they riding with Frankie Nicotine? So, I wrote about this earlier... On the Sports Take website, you can check it out, winners and losers. But now, you pretty much, Frankie Smokes is stuck behind Jared Jack, who's the starting point guard for the Knicks. Who, he's should, not a long-term... Sh- they should get him out of there. I don't even yeah. know what he's there for. They're he's not, not winning, a long-term so. solution, but like he's fine now. But you got Jared Jack, Emmanuel Moutier, I'm guessing, if you trade up McDermott, who was a good off-the-bench guy, like you're not trading McDermott to get Moutier to not play him. So I'm guessing Moody is going to be the number two guy, which then makes Frankie Smokes three, unless you're planning on moving Frankie Smokes to the two guard, but he doesn't can't shoot and can't score, so having him at the two doesn't make any sense. Right. So it's just a weird decision to bring in another guard that can play that will play more minutes than your rookie guard who you're trying to develop. Right. Who you picked instead of like a guy like Malik Monk, who you could play at number two alongside Moody and could put up points for you. Yeah, I'm assuming they weren't assuming like planning on doing any type of move like this. Um, and then there was like there's Jay Crowder going to the Jazz. There's Joe Johnson to the Kings, Joe Johnson who will be bought King, out. He's, yeah, he's planning to get bought out. Shump to the Kings. There's there's also uh, the Blake Griffin one from a while ago. Yeah, there's Blake Griffin to the Pistons, which is good. They haven't lost yet since yeah, he five been there. I think Blake's under underrated. I think. Just like the Clipper situation just wasn't good. I think he'll, like, the Pistons thing is going to work. Yeah. Um, what other trades happened today? I should just, like, pull up, pull up some Woj. So I'm going to go with my under the radar that people aren't talking about that will drastically affect the NBA playoffs is the Joe Johnson to Sacramento because now he's going to get bought out. And, go and if he gets bought out, contender. he's going to go to, like, either Boston or Golden State, which both need... I've heard rumors on the of bench. Houston. I heard that, I, but I also read that Boston is the favorite with Golden State at number two, and then like maybe Houston. They're just kind of listing contending teams. But I think if he goes to Boston or goes to Golden State, like those are two teams that desperately need help on their bench, who Golden State obviously is going to compete. But if Boston could get a reliable veteran off the bench who can put up 15 Point, if yeah. you need... Especially come playoff time. We saw playoff Joe Johnson last year with Utah. Boston gets Joe Johnson. I think that elevates them as the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Because you got Greg Monroe, who they needed help 
at the center position. Now you got a veteran scorer to come off the bench with guys like Terry Rozier. Because now you need a game-winning shot. You don't have to turn to uh, Marcus Smart anymore. <laughs> you get to turn to Joe Johnson, which is a huge upgrade. So I'm going to go with that as my most the under-the-radar trade sure. that will affect the NBA the most this year. Obviously, there's some trades that will affect going you know, down the road. But for the sake of talking about this year only, I'm going to go Joe Johnson to the Kings, who will be bought out. Did you find one? Uh, I think that's the one that's like the big one. Um, I, I think, think the Phoenix I think this, trade is great. The Alfred Payton trade? Yeah, for Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix I think that's good. I think that's a good pairing to play him with Phoenix with Booker because Booker can handle the shooting part of it and like scoring and Peyton yeah, can just is run a, the offense. Yeah, he's he's, he's an a, upgrade he's, over Tyler Eulis. Yeah, he's a, he's a great passer. He can get to the rim. He's a great defender. Yeah, and then on top of that, you now, I think it was perfect for both teams. Orlando didn't was moving away from Peyton, so to get a second round pick that helps them. And then as well, like we were saying, Phoenix just didn't have a point guard. Their backup point guard was a guy who spent $150 to try out for a D-League team. And now he's the backup point guard for Phoenix. Euless? No, the guy backing up Euless. Is Euless starting right now? Yeah, Euless is their starter. Who started the point guard at the beginning of the year? Uh, I don't know if Brandon Knight he was, was ever Brandon, Brandon, Knight Brandon Knight's been hurt like, all year long. There was another one. Oh, Bledsoe was playing. Bledsoe, but he held out after the first two games. Yeah. Everyone forgets three about years Brandon ago, Knight. Three years ago, Phoenix had Goran Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, and Eric Bledsoe at point guard. Now two of them have been multi-time All-Stars, and Bledsoe is enjoying success in Milwaukee. <laughs> and they have Tyler Eulis. I appreciated the uh, fake Bleacher Report LeBron trade. That was a good one, huh? <laughs> like that? How did they get the tag? Like Their tag was like at Bleacher Report. Was it like spelled wrong or something? I didn't even notice. I don't know. Because it just it looked so real. Yeah. And so then when you, when they said that, that on the group chat, I was like, what? A fake Woj account also got uh, Salt Lake Tribune jazz reporter Kyle Goon. Have you said that on Twitter? No. He retweeted a fake Adrian Wojnarowski account talking about Jake Crowder getting in a physical altercation with LeBron James. <laughs> so It's not even that believable. I know. Um, I But the... Thinking, speaking of Jay Crowder, I think that's going to be really good for the Jazz. Although I'm highly disappointed in my Jazz for one reason. I don't understand why they didn't trade favors. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's going to leave. Yeah, he's gone. His, his wife is living in Georgia. His like, Twitter doesn't like, show anything about the Jazz. Like, I don't think he even really wants to be here. Like, I, think he's, he, I think even though it's not, like, lately it's been a good fit. I think he doesn't really like the whole like Rudy him combo. Like I don't think he likes being like the second like big. He likes being like he I think he'd rather play center. And so we got this like weird thing going. And so Crowder would be the obvious person to start at the four because he can stretch Crowder's the only floor. Six, six. I noticed that. Which I'm not saying that changes anything or affects it. That's what they I'm just saying. That's it what they say. Surprising. Have you ever watched him and like looked like he's six six? Like know, it's hard. Like when so. I watch him, he looks like as big as LeBron. Yeah. And he always guards KD. Like so, he can play the four. Yeah, he can play bigger guys. And so he's perfect he, for guarding like a stretch four, like Kevin Love. Yeah, and you don't even need 
you don't even need a big four with Rudy because Rudy can protect the paint by himself. Yeah. You just need someone who can guard the perimeter. But it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me why we kept favors. If we got nothing I don't like that matchup if they were playing New Orleans, but now that Boogie's hurt. It's fine I was, regardless. I was trying to figure out a trade where the Jazz could trade in New Orleans because they need a, like another somewhat big Yeah, you're trying to, trade to send favors. me stuff, trying to get <laughs> freaking Frank Jackson over to Utah. Frank Jackson's tight. Shout out to From Frank. No one. You're trading favors for no one. Mo, hey, what about Mo Harkless and uh, Caleb Swanigan? That one I was kind of vibing with. Because Mo Harkless, I think, would be a good fit on Utah. Great, good shooter. Yeah, just kind of put him in the corner. But I think Crowder will... I think Quinn is similar to um, Brad Stevens. They're both like great system coaches and can like get the most out of players. And so yeah. I think he'll probably go back to more... That's what Tony Jones was saying also at the Select Tribune, that he expects Jay Crowder to go back to Boston, Boston Jay Crowder. Crowder. Right. Um, so is that the one trade you would have liked to see, Derek Favors? Favors somewhere. Yeah, I wish I, I wish they would have done something. Because now it's just a waste. Now he's just gonna. One trade leave. I would have liked to see would be DeAndre Jordan to somewhere. Just because I would be so interested to see what the Clippers were would be able to get back in return. Because if they were to trade Blake picks, Griffin, right? You'd, you'd think they'd want picks to just to like start well, over. Well, they would have to. I mean, they would absolutely have to get a pick somewhere. But just to think that they trade Griffin and DeAndre Jordan in the same season, and just I would be curious to see which would get them the better package in return. You know, which How many years does DeAndre have left on his deal? He can opt in this summer. So he has a player option. So this is last year, unless he opts in, then he has another year. Which he won't opt in. Yeah. I assume he wants out. Maybe, unless he wants to get guaranteed $25 million. Because there's not a lot of teams that can afford a $25 million contract this summer. Right. So, but we'll have to see. Um, biggest winner of the deadline? You going Cleveland? Cleveland and or sleeper winner was Sacramento. Because they got rid of that George Hill deal because they didn't... they Which really ended a big contract. Really, yeah, really, $20 million Really, they didn't need George Hill because they aren't winning. Yeah. And they De'Aaron needed Fox to get De'Aaron winner. Fox to just play. Yeah, and so that's big because then you just got like you got Joe John, you got a Mon Jumper back, which is like whatever. I think he's only got like a year or two left on his deal, and you got Joe Johnson who you're gonna buy out. So you created cap room, got away from that George Hill deal, like like they honestly kind of put themselves in a better situation. Yeah. But like obviously in terms of like getting better immediately, Cleveland probably won the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lakers long term because they would have been able to move. Um, these Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance contracts anyway. I think they would have been able to find a partner somehow. But the fact that they were able to move the contracts and in return got a first-round draft pick from Cleveland along with Isaiah Thomas, that's like absolutely like ludicrous. Because normally when you're trying the one trying to get rid of these contracts, you have to attach draft picks to them. We saw it with the Timothy Mozgov. They had to attach a draft pick and D'Angelo Russell <coughs> just for to get Brooklyn to take the Mozgov contract. And the fact that they were the ones who were getting rid of contract and salary space and in return got a first round pick, and now you're set up for the foreseeable future uh, salary cap wise. Now you have the ability to go after two max free agents in the next couple of years. I think LA was a big winner, as much as it pains me to say it. Um, big loser though. Big loser. It's hard because no one really got worse. 
Yeah, no one really like lost the trade deadline. I don't. I still. I was telling you this earlier, but like, I don't understand the Orlando trading Alfred Payton for only a second round pick. Like, really? Well, they weren't going to get more than a second round pick. I thought you could get like at least like a player that was worth his value. Like, I don't think. I think he's better than a second round pick. Maybe have gotten because like if Marquise you if you Chris. go if you go draft like a random second round pick. Like it's most most likely he's not going to be as good as Alfred Payton. Yeah, and so I think like well, it, you know, make you might sense. come across a Draymond Green, uh, but like I think. But what are the odds? Most second round picks become D leaguers. <laughs> I already told you how my Jazz took a loss. To me, that's a loss. Yeah. To not trade favors, but they also won because I think Crowder's a good pickup. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they would still keep Derrick Rose though, just to sell jerseys, bah. and just to see Derrick Rose in a Jazz uniform. But he's just like so un Jazz. Like, I know. He's those but, I mean, he's here for one year player. for $1 million. Like, why not? Like, you'll sell a million dollars in jerseys alone. It would just be so funny. That'd be tight, though, in, like, 10 years to have, like, a Derrick Rose Jazz jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were going through a list of crazy players who have played for the Jazz wanting to get their jerseys. Could you imagine if Derrick Rose was on that list? <laughs> uh, my big loser cool. is going to actually be the Portland Trailblazers. They have been Noah Bonley, right? Yeah, but not because of that, but because they were linked for months to DeAndre Jordan or Kevin Love and got neither of them. And the only thing they did do was get rid of Vonley and Cash for nothing, pretty much. For the rights to some European player who's never going to play a single second in the NBA. Yeah. And especially after Damian Lillard met with the Portland owner to discuss like the future of the franchise and what roster moves they're going to make to then go out and do nothing. If you were the peculiar. if you were the Cavs, would you trade Nurkic for Love? Love for Nurkic? Yeah, and like Nurk Nurkic and something else like Harkless. No. It would have had to have been uh, Love for C.J. McCollum. Ooh, I don't think Portland would have done it. I think they like CJ too much. Yeah. Although CJ with LeBron would have been sweet. And love with Lillard. Lillard. That'd be cool. Yeah. But they didn't do anything. So they're my losers of the NBA trade deadline. Fair enough. Any other passing notes before we call it quits? Um, Any other shout t- out to Wodge. Woj. Woj, Wodge, whatever. Woj was killing it today. Is. Yeah, what a, what a guy. Just Shams had nothing. Who? Shams, the guy who replaced Woj for or Yahoo, um, who was killing it this summer with free agency news. Suddenly, a trade deadline, the only news he broke was the Bonlay trade and the Dante Cunningham. The rest was all Woj. <laughs> he was killing it. He's the big winner. It's because Woj is the guy. He's, He's dunking all over. <laughs> oh, the, oh, I saw that on Twitter. There was a gif of that, like Woj <laughs> dunking on people. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Now it makes sense. Well, we'll have to revisit this. Um, in a couple of months when we see how these trades are panning out. I'm excited to see Jay Crowder here in Utah and see what he can do. Cleveland, Lakers, big winners. So thanks for being on, Talmadge. No problem. Talking some trash.